Hey guys, welcome to yet another episode of our funny little podcast. Oh my gosh, Amanda's signing in once more, and I gotta say, I'm very, very happy to be here tonight. As you can tell from Amanda's glow, she, she just got back from a convention last week. Yeah, moreover, got back from convention and am feeling better after it. Which led us to this. Convention life is interesting, and I realize that for many people, con life isn't exactly the walk you plan on going down. If I'm allowed, you know, I didn't choose the thug life, the thug life chose me. That kind of thing, but for cosplay and comic books. So while convention may not be for everyone, I'd love to be able to, well... I and, of course, Taylor, since he's going to his first soon, would love to talk about convention life and kind of clear up any questions, you know, social etiquette, all those other kind of fun things that you're sure you're dying to know about, but just haven't quite found the right person to ask. And let me tell you, Amanda is the right person to ask, because I will be asking my own personal questions during this time. I am very much looking forward to it. So to start, again, for those uninitiated, a convention is a is a really a group of people that get together for a common goal or interest now conventions don't just mean comic books they don't just mean video games and they don't just mean anime now there are anime conventions there are comic book conventions there are video game conventions we still have star trek conventions there's definitely a convention for everyone isn't, wasn't there a gin convention just the other day? There was, and there's steampunk and all different kinds of other great things going on. But the convention world has definitely opened up. By no means, if you're an anime fan, do you feel like you shouldn't be able to go to a Comic-Con, and vice versa. So with that being said, there are a few basic rules of engagement for convention life. And basically the rule with convention is common sense. I, I cannot stress to you guys enough that common sense is very, very, very important. If it looks too good to be true, it probably is. If it sounds unsafe, it probably is. If it doesn't feel right, don't do it. And these all sound very, very harsh in general, only because I have been that clueless person at a convention that has nearly gotten hurt lost a bazillion things because I wasn't paying attention. It is serious and huge and intense. So you gotta listen to yourself. If some guy is creeping you out, leave. You know, if you're not feeling well, which we'll get to in a moment, listen to your body. So I'm going to push for the first big tenet of convention is common sense. That'll probably be the first thing that I'll say. Is just use your head. That's very, very important. Hmm. Now, if common sense is number one, I'll probably go ahead and say two is just as interesting. Social interaction is very, very important. Just because there's someone in costume doesn't mean that they're not people. Ask to take a photo with them if you'd like to, or of them. Compliment their outfit if you so feel appropriate. Also, flirting is okay, but don't be weird. Just don't be weird at all. Understand your limits when it comes to social interaction, because even though I'm very, very bubbly and outgoing, I'm a bit of an introvert. After a panel, I'm usually exhausted and go back to my hotel and crash like a phoenix. TJ knows this very, very well. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've watched this. There's a lot of glitter and flames involved. 
So know your limits when it comes to social interaction. If you happen to meet someone famous, be cool. I mean, and by famous, I mean voice actors or comic book fans. Unless you're me. I don't know. I might share this photo. I actually took a picture with um, with Ian Sinclair. He's a pretty famous American voice actor. And I have the derpiest selfie face ever. Because he commented um, on a bow that I was wearing. He said he liked it. I turned into a puddle. I took the most derptastic selfie with, like, one of the top American voice actors. Like, ugh, it was awful. So be chill, guys. And... As we're saying this, keep in mind, yes, I made it just told her story, and I plan on meeting Stephen Amell in about four weeks, so I can't guarantee that uh, I probably won't do the same thing. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see that for you. Just code for it will probably end up all over our Facebook with Amanda going, ha ha, see? It's not just me. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of, I actually, I'm really, really excited for you to go to this convention. What do you think? I mean, I don't even know what to think because, I mean, I've always been on the outside looking in, so this is very much a through-the-looking-glass experience for me. Um, I'm at least going with uh, two fr- three friends that they've at least been to a Comic-Con before. So, I mean, I, don't, I, don't, I really don't know what to expect um, besides lines at the wazoo. Um, and, I mean, I mean, we're already kind of making a plan because... I'm currently working on a green arrow wall for my room, so I already know that like all the merchandise I'll be looking for while I'm there will be green arrow related, which I'm sure with Stephen Amell and Kate Cassidy being there, you know, there should be arrow stuff left and right. Um, so I don't, I mean, I'm excited. I tried to go last year, and my best friend was like, "Yeah, my boss is totally getting tickets," and yeah, never heard from him again. So. We will definitely see. I think I'm going to be more excited to go to Akon with you this summer, though. Oh my gosh. Akon is an absolute joy. I'm really, really excited. So knock on wood that I get my, hopefully, both panels that I asked for. I mean, I'm really hoping, because that'll be my that'll be my second convention, but my first anime convention. And from what I hear, it's a completely different experience. So that's actually a great segue. I will go ahead and backpedal. While I said that the convention world is more inclusionary, it doesn't mean that they're the same. Anime conventions are definitely a whole different type of animal. There's a lot more intensity. The cosplay is different. The level of social interaction is different. And even the demographic is very, very different. Comic-Cons are a little bit more secular. Not saying that you're not going to see great cosplay, it's just not as likely. It's definitely a place more for a browsing gallery. If you're at a Comic-Con, chances are you're looking for merchandise. If you're at an anime convention, you're there to be in costume and meet other anime fans. That's just a fact. Or you're like me and you're there to panel. <laughs> Slash, you know, there are all those people that go just for the rave. Oh my gosh, and they're always amazing, but I prefer the masquerade ball. Wait, there's a masquerade ball? I was not informed of this. These are things I need to know. There's a masquerade ball, and it's actually hosted by, if I'm allowed my humble humble brag, the fraternity that I was in, Mu Epsilon Kappa. Very nice. So I'm very, very excited for that. But because conventions are such a beast, I'll go ahead and reiterate. Plan ahead is very, very important, and TJ's doing that. I'm very, very happy. you got to make a plan. Know what panels you want to see, what guests you want to visit, have an idea of how much you want to spend. Budgeting, I cannot stress enough how important a budget is. 
I mean, I have friends who have spent $5,000 just on merchandise. I know I can't afford that, but I know if I work hard and I budget, I can take home the things that I want. Convention and costuming in general should never mean the difference between rent or that one figurine. Never. It should never do that. However, that doesn't mean that you should limit yourself and not buy anything at all. I will go ahead and warn, for a first-timer, dealer's rooms are the most intense thing in the entire world. You will have never seen so much merchandise of things that you like ever, and you will be tempted to spend every dime you have. But I feel like it's a lot like growing pains. You have to have one convention that you go completely broke and then have to come home and, like, eat styrofoam for, like, two weeks until you get paid again until you can understand the importance of a budget when you go to convention. Which, hopefully, Comic-Con won't break me. At least with Akon, I've got you to, like, get the spray bottle and go, stop, bad, no. Yeah, I actually had to be carried away from some of the stuff I was buying from free. <laughs> from what I've heard, I praise your friends. Six prints, a bag, and a coffee mug. Not to mention a jacket. The jacket was a present. I told you that already. Oh, you, you act like I pay attention all the time. Anyways. So, budgeting is very, very important. Planning ahead is very, very important. But the flip side of that is being open. I'll go ahead and say some of the best experiences I've had at convention have been from side adventures in or out of costume. For instance, um, the last A-Fest I went to, I was with a group of friends, and we happened to book a hotel that had an amazing pool. I spent a lot of time in it, and it was great. I had way more fun swimming than I did in some of the panels I went to. Which, good segue, know your limits when it comes to hotels, because I've been on both sides of the fence, where I'm in either a room with just one or two other people. I've also been stuffed in a room with only one bed and, like, 20 people. If you're cool with that, do that. If you're not cool with that, don't do it. Because it's miserable. It's absolutely miserable. And please follow hotel etiquette. I mean, there is nothing worse than being that room. The hotel's already judging you. Just know that. They're already judging you. If you go upstairs in one outfit, come downstairs in three others, they're, they're judging you. However, that is not an excuse to trash your room, to be obnoxious, and overall just be not a very good representation of the community you're, you know, supporting. So, common sense, be chill at the hotel. And if you're staying at home, which I've done for conventions, be chill with your family. It's very confusing to them, unless you have a convention parent. And then I'm sure it's awesome. But if you are staying with your fam and they don't get it, be super chill and understanding, because no one likes walking into a bathroom that's covered in glitter and gold and silver body paint. I'm not sure if we're talking about convention or if you happen to be on the set of RuPaul's Drag Race. Well, but everyone's expecting that from Ru. <laughs> <laughs> While we're on the subject of living situations, uh, when is usually a good time to start looking for your hotel for a convention? Now, that's an excellent question because I am magic when it comes to finding hotels. I usually try to book at least three months in advance. At least. And I have a rule, so here are my hotel rules. There must be free Wi-Fi, there must be free parking, and there must be free breakfast. Those are my rules. 
and it usually has to be within a 15 mile radius of the convention site. Fun fact, I usually never stay on site during convention, mostly because it's a madhouse and you'll never sleep. But I also like picking places that are around restaurants, so it's all about location, location, location. So I usually try to book at least three months in advance. That gives you plenty of time, that gives the hotel plenty of time, and it just takes the pressure off of it. No one wants to be making reservations while they're on the road to convention. Well, no, it totally makes sense. I know I'm probably just going to get a random email from you saying, hey, you owe me 80 bucks for a convention, we got a hotel. Okay, cool. <laughs> Which, speaking of, understand that if you are in that situation where someone already booked a hotel and you're in with them, communicate, you know, ask what the best form of payment is. I mean, there's all this cool technology now where you can just send money through the air, you know, but ask what the best method is. We usually just throw cash at each other. I like cash for conventions if you're responsible with it and don't get robbed because it's not like pickpockets aren't a thing. It's just smoother, though everyone accepts cards now at convention, which is phenomenal. Thank God for the square, right? Um, speaking of still on the same subject and going broke, um, what what is what are some tips that you know as far as like making sure you don't die of starvation plus go broke at the same time? Because I know like one year you you were super excited because you got this amazing suite and it had a, basically a giant kitchen in it. And so instead of going out and, you know, going to fast food and stuff like that, y'all basically just went grocery shopping and just alternated on who made lunch and who yeah. made dinner. Yeah, and that's actually a great way to do it. I mean, that was a very, very lucky year, but we'll usually do some kind of snack and grocery shopping before we get to our hotel anyways. Because, so fun fact, staying hydrated and eating is very, very important at convention. No one wants you passing out in the middle of the dealer's room floor because you haven't eaten anything for 18 hours. So, we usually do that kind of stuff anyways. But if you happen to have a kitchen in your hotel or a kitchenette, feel free to grab shelf-stable stuff and cook. Now, depending on your budget, you can eat out at more extravagant places or not. One of the big reasons why I usually choose a hotel with food around me is that if it's one o'clock in the morning and I'm just getting back from a rave, IHOP is right there. <laughs> you know, Wendy's is right there. So that's very, very convenient. But I know whenever I go to like Acon or A-Fest, my, I have a friend of mine who I usually go to convention with. There's this one dim sum place that we always visit. So I just set aside money for that. It's, it's the Kieran Court Fund. So I just set aside money because I know that's where we're going. I know as soon as I hit, you know, the pavement in Dallas, we're going to Kieran Court. So if you have anything, or actually there's now money set aside for Mozart Bakery as well. Oh, Mozart Bakery. But that's so kind of on you. If you want to have filet mignon at every meal, by all means, knock yourself out. Don't complain when you can't afford that Sonico figure, though. Just saying, if there's anybody that can afford filet mignon at every meal and still have money and wants to join our group, you know, just saying. I'm pretty easy to win over when it comes to that kind of stuff. I like merchandise a lot. <laughs> so I'm, there's something interesting. You sent me a really interesting post that um, I don't even want to say fellow, but one of the podcasts that we strive to be one day, The Nerdist, actually released this really cool item called the, conven the convention hoodie, basically. 
I know if it wasn't $70, I would totally buy one. Um, so for those of us who, you know, like our roof over our head and stuff like that, what, what are some, uh, I guess, essential slash best way to make sure that you have what you need and, you know, you're not a pack mule through all convention? Well, I usually have a pack mule, so that's a bad example. But I believe I said in the, in the um, cosplay episode that usually at all times with me, there is this thing called the Mystical Magical Panda Bag of Wonder. And in that bag, there is all the essentials that I pretty much need to survive, which includes snacks, entertainment, chargers, first aid kit, water. There's all those kinds of things. Keep your badge on you at all time. For some people, that means a lanyard. For others, that means that you clip it directly to your clothes. But don't lose your badge. Your badge is the most important thing in the world. It, it, it lets you get into everything. And more and more conventions are actually using scanning technology with your badge. So it's incredibly important that you have it now. Don't lose that badge. Now, as far as carrying merchandise, I typically do all of my runs to the dealer's room as I'm leaving. So I'll do an initial lap as soon as I enter the convention. Probably go to a couple panels, host a panel, and then before we leave, I'll grab everything that I want. That way, I'm just carrying things to the car and then back home. Now, it's not uncommon for convention professionals to bring a secondary luggage with them just for merchandise. I almost had to do that this go-around. Well, yes, with a free table, I mean, it's amazing you didn't bring home another house. Yeah, it was a lot of merch. But um, this is one of those places where messenger bags are great. If you have one of those old school Miffy bags that has like a bazillion pockets, those are amazing at this time. But keep in mind, make sure that your bag is free of stuff. I know there's been plenty of instances where like a friend hasn't checked her purse and there's like a pocket knife in there that would normally be legal, but at convention isn't. So check your bags. Make sure that, you know, you haven't carried anything over crazy but for the most part, that usually keeps everything organized. But I would definitely carry some kind of snack with you or water and or water just in case. I usually carry something that will entertain me because those lines, man, those lines, like, it gets intense. I think the longest wait time for me in line has been about three hours. Oh, that must have been more something. Uh, that was actually the pre-reg line at um, A-Fest a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets intense, so. See, and that's that's a great time for everybody to get their street passes they need for Pokemon and other stuff. Ten, you get that like as soon as you walk in. I'm sorry, but if you were sitting in line for three hours, you can check your street pass every ten minutes and clear it out. I beat the Elite Four in line. So I usually bring <laughs> something that'll entertain me just for that. And then all the essentials. I'll bring chargers, I'll bring first aid, just in case. I usually have a sewing kit. Just because, you know, you never know when something might happen. It gets pretty intense. So that would be my advice for that kind of stuff. Oh, and keep your phone on you. That's important. Which actually leads great into the next portion. Communication at convention is key. If you're in a group of people, communicate. For instance, I have asthma. It is very, very important that the people around me know where all my medicine is just in case something terrible happens. If I'm in pain, I need to tell someone. Vice versa. If you're not feeling well, you have to communicate with the people around you. 
Otherwise, they won't know how to help you. If you're hungry, say, you know, can we break for lunch? Or if you guys aren't all hungry, I'm going to grab something to keep your phone on you so that I can text you when I'm done. Communicating is very, very important, especially if you go with a group. A group shouldn't hinder you. If there's a panel you want to go to by yourself and the others don't, feel free to go to that panel. Just be able to check back in with your friends when you're done and see how things are, especially if you carpool. You don't want to get left behind. Well, at least we have the lucky thing of most cities have buses nowadays. Yeah, but there's nothing quite like a costumed bus of shame ride back to your hotel because you got left behind after a rave. I'm sorry, if you got left behind after a rave, that's on your own. That's on yourself. I don't know, I can say I'm pretty excited because I know you and I have already discussed uh, I may actually be cosplaying this year, so... I'm very excited, and I'm... I'm still planning and designing, so I'm not going to announce anything until I am for sure in, because there's always the slight chance that Akon may say, we hate you and we don't want you to panel with us. So I'm not quite announcing anything yet. I'll play coy, but I'm pretty excited for what I might be making this go-around. Let me just say, if Akon does send her that email, it's going to be a long couple of days. No, I'll just go to A-Fest. <laughs> But conventions are great. I mean, traveling for it can be a pain in the butt. That's all contingent on you. If you want to travel several states over, knock yourself out. I'm not that type. I think the next convention that will get me to travel like that would probably be Anime Expo or San Diego Comic-Con. But I couldn't imagine going pretty much out of state for any other convention. It's just not necessary at this point in my life. I was going to say, I heard San Diego Comic Con. Hold up. I know you ain't going without me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not there yet. Mostly just because it's really expensive for us to get there. That's true. You know, I mean, if our loyal listeners get us more people to listen to, we could always apply for a press pass. <laughs> ah, that would be great. You could totally be the lowest to my Clark. Oh, heavens. That's just insulting to all parties. But... We covered communication, which is incredibly important. We covered common sense. Now, if you want to be in costume, which we did cover in the cosplay podcast, which you should listen to if you haven't, just understand that you are opening yourself up to at least a certain amount of attention. If that, for whatever reason, freaks you out, newsflash, don't be in costume. (laughs) If you're going to be in costume, someone's going to be taking photos of you. It's just nature. Actually, um, I was doing my panel at IkiCon, and I noticed a flash, and it was one of the um, it was one of the staff like with a Nikon like in my face while I was paneling. It's like, hello there, I can feel your lens on my forehead. <laughs> it was really, really intense. But if you're in costume, you have to expect it. You have to just deal with it. It might not always be grand, but if that for whatever reason freaks you out, don't do a costume. If you are cosplaying, however, again, communication is probably then a thousand times more important. There is nothing quite like having to help your friends go to the bathroom because they're corseted into their dress. Communicating is very, very, very important when you're in costume. Because your friends around you will kind of be your lifeline. Um, I will go ahead and say, be mindful of your costumes. Because when I did cast... I could, I had like no peripheral vision because of my wings 
and I felt like I was in everyone's way because like the dealer's rooms are often very, very narrow. So I felt like I was just knocking over everything. So I will say if you're wearing a big bulky costume, keep in mind that you might not be popular for a while. And considering there is a six-year waiting list at Akon to be a vendor, please don't break anything. And while we're on the topic of big, bulky costumes, I hate that I even have to say this, but for the love of God, shower. I cannot tell you how many horror stories of people who have gone all three convention days without bathing and been in the same costume. For the love of God, take a bath. I hate that that's something that I even have to say, but please, it's, it's, it's important to everyone around you and to you. So take a bath. There's, it's an unspoken rule to anyone who stays in a room with me, which most of my friends don't operate like that, but just on the off chance that we do have, you know, the one outlier who hasn't partied with us yet who thought it might be, who, you know, may think it's a good idea to go an entire three days without taking a bath. Let's go ahead and abolish that thought right now. So if y'all were at Iki and you felt yourself get splashed with water, that may have been a mean to throwing holy water on you because you, you were smelly. Yeah, but I didn't have that problem at Iki. And I haven't actually for a while, mostly because convention, convention goers for years have been saying, for the love of God, take a bath. <laughs> this has been a battle, honestly, for like years. So, with most of the basics covered, a lot of it sort of is up to you. I will encourage anyone who wants to go to a convention to keep your eyes and ears open. I hate making it sound like conventions are these gritty cesspools of nerd, you know, debauchery. But it is what you make of it. If you hang with debaucherous folk, debaucherous things are going to happen. Speaking of debauchery, if you're in a relationship and you go to convention, and your significant other does not fully understand the attention you may or may not be getting, set clear and understandable boundaries. I know plenty of people that have lost significant others over a convention fling, or because some guy got too feelsy in a photo shoot. Please make sure that your significant other understands that conventions are weird and they're really their own separate microcosm or do the next best thing date another convention goer and you all kind of understand exactly what you're talking about and you can complain then later it's like oh my gosh that guy at the photo shoot was creepy yeah i know i was right there you know so it can be a bit of a strain on relationships if you let it if you don't most significant others have no problem with it and if you stand up for yourself you should be fine but don't use convention as an excuse to cheat or to do anything like that. It's not worth it. I promise you it's not. The fact that I have to say that is like, I think that's really, really telling about how convention sometimes operates. <laughs> well, I can definitely say that this has been insightful for me when I go to Comic-Con next month. And I'm sure there are a lot of people who are listening that are like, oh, cool. I'm going to definitely take what she says and uh, apply it to when I go. Um, and just, or not, I mean, I mean, there's always that chance. I mean, we've made it clear on multiple, multiple podcasts that there's a good chance that nobody's going to agree with anything that we say. And if that's the case, well, 
more power to you. Totally. I mean, and my convention experience has been actually pretty charmed for the most part. I've had very, very few problems. I kind of glaze over some of the bad just because the bad can be really, really bad. Like, at a, at a fest, we had someone get hit by a car. Um, there's been several instances at Acon of LSD poisoning. There's, I mean, sexual assault is still a rampant problem in the con circuit for every major convention, even the small ones. I glaze over the bad stuff just because if you pay attention to the above tenants, if you listen to yourself, listen to your body, you know, you, you it'll be easier to avoid the bad. You know, don't jaywalk. That's not a smart thing to do, especially in downtown Dallas. They will run the hell over you. That's just... Just don't jaywalk in general. You know, if some guy's being creepy, don't hang out with him. It's, you have the power to do all these things. And that's probably the coolest thing about convention. It's what you make of it. Especially as I get older, most of the fun I have at convention has been doing everything outside of convention. Because it's so much more than just paneling or meeting a voice actor. It's spending time with my friends. It's being in costume. It's doing stuff that I love with people that I love and sharing a common experience. Um, we actually, we ended up making a song at IkiCon that was great. And it was, Do You Want to Play a Dating Sim? There's nothing like being recognized in costume. There's nothing like recognizing a character that you love when you're in costume. I mean, conventions, probably one of the greatest things that I can do in my spare time. I mean, I love paneling for that very reason. And if you ever have time to be a panelist, do it. Oh my gosh, it is so freaking rewarding. I love it. And it's opened me up to a lot of really, really great opportunities. And I've been able to meet some great people doing it. And it's lovely. It's absolutely fantastic. So for every bad part of convention life that there is, you know, the not sleeping, the not eating, you know, when you sew yourself into your costume, when you can't go to the bathroom until you cut yourself out of your outfit, when you stain the hotel sofa with body paint. For all the bad things that there are, there's a million and five good things that make con life the best. Well, and everyone... Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I know there are probably someone out there listening right now that is as well. But definitely continue to listen because I think, I mean, and I both agreed that... Uh, like we're going to be doing a small convention series so it's basically going to be like our main podcast and then other things that involve like convention because I will definitely be talking about my experience with Amanda after Comic Con in February um, if Amanda does get her paint on Acon I know there will be a little, quite a few different things from us even if it's me doing a nature documentary about a, a uh, cosplayer in her natural habitat but I'm very very excited having just gotten back from Iki I'm still really like all aglow I had such a great time my panel was so much fun. All the costumes I did turned out pretty okay, so I'm happy with it. I got nothing but compliments, which was really, really nice. I mean, I'm excited to go, so as far as convention schedule for me goes, I might have a small one in March, which is um, MizumiCon for any of you guys in San Antonio. Um, hopefully I hear back from Acon, which will be in June. If not, I'll probably do A-Fest, which is, I want to say, August or September. And then, for sure, I'm probably going back to Iki, which is end of the year. And that's usually my circuit. I try to do at least two or three a year. So, 
if you guys have any questions about that kind of stuff, feel free to reach out to the both of us. I mean, I look forward to TJ being a bit more of an expert on the, on the comic convention side of it. Not that I haven't been to Comic-Cons, but I'm definitely more of an otaku, so I'm way more at home at an anime convention than I am a comic book convention. And I will definitely strive to be the best informant I can on uh, that side, because... I mean, listening to Amanda talk about anime conventions is great, but, you know, like she said, there are very, many, many other conventions out there. Totally. I mean, we have, we have even covered, like, Renaissance fairs and stuff like that, which actually totally count. Anyway, so, I mean, I think it's time to put a cap on this episode, because we've covered most of the bases. This is a microcosm of the information that you guys probably need to know. So feel free to let's take this conversation offline. It's important, and while my experiences aren't always typical, I have a pretty good grasp on what exactly it means to be a con-goer. So, with that being said, I hope to see you guys at a convention one day. Definitely. I mean, be sure to look out for, uh, I'm sure we'll have a business card or two out there that you guys can collect. Totally. And I will always post what I'm wearing. So if you don't know exactly what I look like, you can at least look for the costume. Uh, same here, because as we've discussed, I'm probably working on one or two things if this Akon thing goes through. And by working on, he means throwing fabric at me and making me do it. Hey, it's kind of hard to f- throw fabric five mi- 500 hours, I mean, five hours south. I mean, it's possible. <laughs> anyway, so this is Taylor. Good night, guys.